Hello. Hello and welcome to episode 26 after a very unfortunate gap caused by John. Caused by I erupted. John erupted over Filling the, the atmosphere with my bilious gas. <laughs> yes. Making it impossible for aeroplanes to fly. And then he promised his heart and cross to die that he would do it the week after. But I did. I saw a blood oath. You did. And I dripped blood into the internet. Your blood congealed green. I should have known that it was yes. lying blood at that stage. Yeah. But, but we're back now and rearing to go. Are we rearing? <laughs> I feel very rearing at the moment. Excellent. Look how I rear. I'm up on my back legs. Good. I feel a bit nervous because I've sat on the creakiest sofa in the universe and I feel like if I move I'm going to make a horrible noise. You will. Just, uh, I think we just have to also apologise for the inevitable large amount of creaking that's going to happen yeah. in this episode. I think people if, should just bloody get used to it. If the creaking offends you, then I suggest you listen to a podcast that doesn't have any creaking. Like, for example, the You and Yours podcast. Yes, good idea. Yes, which we, we'll discuss later. We'll discuss that. Uh, you know, that sounds like we planned what we're going to talk about. No, the, 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 the topic today not to be discussing is... Has the Americanization of Britain gone one step too far? One step too far. Not two. Has the broken back of the camel been strawed? <laughs> yes, strawn, surely. Strawn, of course, strawn. Silly, John. I feel a fool. T- today we have... Yeah, what do we have? An interesting wine. It's pre-poured, I was very impressed. It's like already... Yes, it's, it's his pomegranate wine. That is not liqueur that is general sweet alcohol with pomegranate yeah. syrup added to it. This is actually wine made from pomegranates. Um, so it comes as a bit of a surprise because when we have something like pomegranate, you know, that fruit juice or any equivalent, mm-hmm. it basically just tastes like sugary red water, doesn't right. it? If we're yeah. being honest. I yes. mean, think about how a pomegranate actually tastes. It actually has that, the bitter Do you know, I couldn't even imagine how, I haven't eaten one for so long, I couldn't even imagine. Well, there's a kind of, the, all those little seeds and the white pith around give it quite a bitter aftertaste um and then you've got the slight sour sharp sweetness Mm -hmm. of the red so it doesn't taste anything like pomegranate which appears to have no pomegranate in it um so let's see whether i was going to say how about what about cranberry juice that's the opposite it's the only liquid that tastes like a dry yes well let's see how this compares shall we it smells like communion wine let's try Mm -hmm. my goodness that's that's Two levels of revolting. It isn't. It tastes of pomegranate. It tastes of ow. It tastes of ugh, an attack. No, it tries. Of... No, because mm. it's surprising. Because it, it is like communion wine, though. No, it isn't. It's that it's... same intensity of it... oh, good lord, what have I got in my mouth? <laughs> You've got the lord in your I've mouth. Got the lord in my mouth. <laughs> yes. When I go to church, we have the wine cup, which is actually just regular wine because we don't have communion wine. We're not Anglican. And then the other cup, there's juice, and I choose the juice because it just tastes an awful lot nicer. You shouldn't be drinking Jews, you should be drinking Jesus. <laughs> you did a Jews joke, it was yeah. good. Try it again. It's just a, such a surprise when it first starts. But that is how pomegranate tastes. It's that really pithy, dry flavour. Mm. Yeah. You see what I mean? It's a very confusing first sip. You should, yes. you should stay with it for a while to, see, mm. uh, to allow your brain to engage in it. I'm not sure. You will be. But then I don't like any form of red wine, so... Now, to... In com- fact, it gives me terrible migraine, so let's see if I survive yes, that, no. uh, that, that, now, that experience. I don't like the, the wheeziness that your laptop is doing now. It's, it's whinging. Can you tell it to stop? Okay. Laptop. My lap- let, we should probably talk about the tragedy that's happened to my the laptop. The tragedy of the my recording beauty. studio. Yeah, our recording studio <laughs> has been stepped on, by the looks of it. Um, 
the whole screen is just attacked. It looks like a spider of evil is spread across the screen. It, it is quite pretty, though. The but it's, purple, yeah, it is. It's purple bleeding. Emojis. It turns out my laptop's blood is purple. So you have a royal laptop. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And and it's bleeding quite horribly. But the screen isn't cracked. It's like the underneath of the screen is cracked. Yes. To, 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 I think. Oh, you know, have you watching? You haven't been watching Doctor Who, have you? No, I, I think haven't. It's a crack in space and time. Uh, this is a crack that shouldn't be here. Yes, that's all. If we remove the Doctor laptop, Who. the crack yeah. would still remain. Yes, I did see the first episode of the mm. new series of Doctor Who, and then decided I didn't need to watch it ever again. So it's a shame because it was very good. No, it wasn't. Last week's, I, mean, was I haven't seen the vampire program. one yet, but last week's the uh, Weeping Angels two-parter that was remarkably good. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No. I have something to compliment your juices and wines. Um, it's, it's like an assault on my taste buds. <laughs> it's a Marmite cereal bar. The reason I'm assaulting you is you claim to have an imaginary affliction called super tasting. It's, a, it's funny that you, you can claim that I don't have it, but you can't claim that it's imaginary. It's very well documented. What, super? You, you have magic taste buds. I can no, taste no, well, things the, the way The way they test it is they have this um, piece of paper that you put on your tongue. and uh, I hope they double blind test as so They put pieces of paper that don't have anything I'm on sure it. I'm sure they have. Um, and uh, regular tasters just go taste like paper, and super tasters go, oh, oh, get out of my mouth. And it's just a different type of taste bud that some people have. I think it's it's not it's not exactly it's rare. I think it's like sixty forty. Right. Well, this is a Marmite cereal yes. bar. Now you've claimed before that Marmite for you tastes like electricity or something. Mar- I haven't said that, but that's a lovely yeah. Marmite. No, Marmite tastes like it tastes like what it looks like. It tastes like the byproduct of the yeast brewing process and <laughs> should probably be used for flinging gaps on roads. Right. It's just very apricot at the moment with all the bloody holes everywhere. <laughs> no, we won't. That- we weren't allowed to talk about that previously. <laughs> We've not been allowed to talk about potholes. No. Well, my road outside my house has got so many, I had to replace a windscreen in the car I'm borrowing <laughs> at the moment. Well, our road had so many... Oh, pot- it smells of Marmite. Our, 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 road, our road has so many holes that they're fixing them at the moment. I wish they'd fix ours. We've <laughs> oh. turned into you and yours. <laughs> yes. I'm going to eat this. All right. Oh. Oh, my. No. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Why? It's just Marmite. Oh. <laughs> Wash it down with some pomegranate one. <laughs> no? Wash it down with some delicious, still and fruity, I wish it weren't owned by Coca-Cola because it makes me feel guilty, Oasis. What's wrong with Coca-Cola? <laughs> I haven't read Mark Thomas's book yet, but I feel like I'm going to have to read it to stop myself from buying Oasis. Or, or indeed Coke. Not really, I don't really care much for that Coke, Coke either way. So since we came, since I've come back and since we haven't recorded anything, has anything, yeah. has anything happened in the country? No. Really? Yeah. Weren't we supposed to get the Queen to get a new king? That's right. Like that. The Queen the Queen, the queen is finding found it, a new mate. The Queen the Queen <laughs> is finding it difficult to find a drone who pleases her. Every right. five years the Queen's um uh body clock ticks around and her womb starts to itch. And she yeah. must find herself a new mate. And the, the the hive helps her to appoint a drone, but sadly, That's right. the hive has been in some disarray recently. <laughs> and no suitable drone has been presented to her. No, so she's <laughs> possibly going to have to start devouring herself. Well, this is very dangerous. This is a very dangerous situation. I don't know if you've seen what happens to Spock when he doesn't get to have sex. Yes, but this is the very queen similar su- thing. The queen suffers from pomfar. Then, <laughs> my goodness, I don't even know. What, I can't believe you know that word. I know that word. I thought I was out geeking myself there, <laughs> but you you beat me. That's impressive. I trumped geek. You Trump geeked. Yes. So yes, she's going to start. I think she'll have to have some sort of rage field fight with Prince Philip <laughs> until a suit. So what else can be found? That's right. But I know that from watching the Cable Guy over and over again, rather than the actual episode itself. What's interesting is today 
people, while we're recording, we don't know who our new prime minister will be or which party will hold the reins of power. I like that cliche. And well, this will go out. On, this will go out on Wednesday. By which stage? Do you we'll, think we'll have a, a new king by then? I think we will. Do you think the Queen's bloodlust will be satiated? Yes. So, sated or satiated? Sated, I sated. think is fine. Yes. Do you? Um, well, you wrote a blog posting about this. Mm-hmm. We said Mr. Clegg basically has to decide whether he wants to destroy his party or not. Or not. Yeah, that's the decision mm. he has to make, isn't it? It's not a case of yeah, does, uh, do does, I side with the Tories or do yeah. I side with Labour? It's a case of do, does the Liberal Democrats have any chance of ever being voted into power? Now, you as a Liberal Democrat mm-hmm. supporter, and you have been for some time... Yeah, every vote. Okay. Um, perhaps you'd like to give a quick explanation of this, because it's caused some controversy. Controversy? Hmm. Um, I don't know if I can be bothered. Go on. Um, well, if the... Uh, I would say, arguably, and quite convincingly arguably, mm. a vote for the Liberal Democrats... Um, it's, everyone knows if they vote for the Liberal Democrats that they're not going to get into power. Yeah, of course. Um, they may. And so you could, if I were a tactical voter, I would have voted tactically for the Liberal Democrats in Bath to stop the Conservatives getting in. They're the only real contender. Mm. Um, however, that I just happened to be a Liberal Democrat, so and so I'm happy. Yeah. To, to that works out quite well. My MP Don Foster is a is a hero. Mm. Um, I'm going to creak for a moment as I move this microphone toward me. Oh dear. Oh, oh it's all going wrong. Oh. oh. Don't touch it. Now you've touched like it. Like the UK constitution. You've touched it and now it's going to be a horrible rattling sound. I was very cleverly not touching it. Carry on. Um, and so uh, I would argue that voting for Liberal Democrats is about as opposite as voting for the Conservatives as you can get. Um, some without people, being some sort of yeah. crazy lunatic who'd vote for respect or something. No, some, like that. some people argue that disillusioned Tories might vote Lib Dems as well but I think there are less of them and they're just confused and silly I would say it's interesting for, a, for the disillusioned Tory it is interesting because the obvious next choice if you're going if you're going in the order of uh, right-wingness you'd go to Labour but of course how terribly um, unfashionable that would be UK so Independence left, Party I, I'm, and of course the UK Independence Party had the, we had a proportional representation vote would have won 20 seats in Parliament at that election lovely so just to give an impression how many Conservatives did vote uh, UKIP um, and let's be honest, there's no... You couldn't slide a cigarette paper between UKIP and the BNP. Not really, uh, no. Not, not in any practical, real, realistic Only in way. PR the, ways. Exactly. The BNP... You could put the BNP with better PR. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so... if I would say voting for the Liberal Democrats is as opposite as Tory as you can get. So to, for him to side with the Conservatives would be a betrayal of, a Lib Dem, of the Lib Dem vote. Whereas siding with Labour, while, of course, it, I know everyone's like... Yep. Yeah, they've been in for 13 years, so of course we think that. Bored, um, bored now, basically. Yeah, exactly, bored now, need change. Let's blame Gordon Brown, because he did the... When he was... Um, it was the bit when he... Uh, he made the recession that... Yeah, that's it. it by, support, by supporting the policies that the Tories wanted. Yes, that's right, by, by not standing up to big business, and which was... And banking, but by, yeah. by not... Um, regulating the banks in the way the Tories didn't want him to regulate That's the right. banks. Gordon Brown caused a global recession. <laughs> He's very powerful. That's what he did. He's a very powerful, <laughs> sleepy-faced man. I love the way that people think that the country would be in any different state know, because the economy. If the oh, the good, good old, good old uh, socialist Tories have been in power. <laughs> yes, they would have funny. regulated all those people who oh, give yes. their party millions of pounds by making them angry. <laughs> That's, right. That's what they would have done. That's what they would have done. <laughs> Sounds plausible. <laughs> so, yeah, so you're going to make Martin Coxall very angry with this. Oh, podcast. I know, but this stuff it. He's gone mad. I reckon <laughs> he's got a brain aneurysm. He's had an aneurysm or a tumor or something, and that's what's caused. Well, that's him. what the Daily Mirror said, anyway. Yeah, it, oh, I imagine so. Did they? Do you think they did? They probably did. Anyway, let's not let's not rake over those calls. <laughs> let's not. Let's give him the last shred of dignity he really still has. Yeah. 
<laughs> Love you, Martin. Um, uh, yeah, so, but signing with Labour is actually a sensible thing for the Liberal Democrats to do. But surely they, the Lib that's da- what... The Lib, de- Lib Lab packet, Pact is... is precedence. But surely that's what any Liberal Democrat voter would have thought... Plausible and possible. Exactly. And if they didn't, then they're idiots. If anyone voted Lib Dem with their fingers crossed that they'd side with the Tories, that's a very confused <laughs> little voter. Or, or maybe we'll get in power. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe somehow there'll be literally no votes for anyone else. It'll just. <laughs> and be I mean, what, what did they really think would happen? I just I can't imagine what. People what would be the best case scenario for a realistic? Thinking Do you think liberal... people were just hoping that their li- their Liberal Democrat vote no. would just be a piss in the wind like it normally is? You know, you vote Liberal Democrats, and because I've been be very fortunate, I voted Liberal Democrat in '97, my first election, um, and uh, the Tories had been in power. Obviously, this was the descent of the Tories in the beginning of their fall, yeah. and um, the Tories. I was in Guildford then. And the Tories had been in power in Guildford for 104 uninterrupted years. <laughs> they must have been shocked. <laughs> Which is extraordinary. And the Liberal Democrats came in, and apparently were. I am told, but and I have no evidence for this, but apparently they were absolutely dreadful. Um, the Liberal Democrats were absolutely appalling in the very next... And well, they're not very good in local... 2001, they were often. immediately voted back out and mm. the Tories got back in again and have been since. So they were a blip. But I got to vote for them and I was and it, they won by something like 100 and something votes. Oh, so so really my vote them. felt really valid and it important. Was, yes. And now I'm in Bath. Obviously, voting Liberal Democrat is, again, a really satisfying thing to do because we're keeping the... the <laughs> ghastly Tory out and we're keeping Don Foster, who's a fantastic man, in. Oh. So, you know, it's really good. So I've always felt validated in that way. But yes, yeah. if I if my vote suddenly got turned into a Tory vote, I would feel the affront would be enormous. I don't oh, know how I could vote for. But Liberal somebody Democrats on your again. blog says, "What if your vote were were changed into a pact with the Labour Party?" Like I was expecting, like, like I was hoping expecting. for, if they hung out a hung Parliament. Because how else are the so Liberal Democrats left... going to get any sort of electoral reform? So exactly. Really? So we'd have a left wing alliance. Because mm. and this is something that, uh, my friend Stu points out that um, the. Uh, the, the the country has demonstrated itself to be predominantly left wing. You have a, now you're really going to you make le- Martin cross. But, have, but it's fact. This is fact. You can't escape this. You've got a, a le- you've got a, a centre 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 left Labour Party. Who is te- uh, technically they're slightly right. I realise that now. And you've got the Liberal Democrats who are centre left. Um, and they got sixty what sixty percent of the vote. Uh, so well, it'll be more than that, won't it? I think once you've taken out all the all the other miners. Oh, if you know, if you include the miners, but, but the Greens are clearly left, and the SNP, yeah. the SNP are a confusion of a massively right wing policy, nationalism, and left wing socialism. But they, so, their left wing socialism seems very effective. Yeah, so yeah, they're so, left. Uh, so you, Clyde Cymru again, whilst they are right wing folkish nationalists, are also left. Um, so you could say seventy percent. Seventy percent of the country voted left. Well, then, well, let's let's even say sixty something. percent. Okay, sixty. Let's say sixty to call yeah. it low. Get voted but then the, remember, there is the UKIP and BNP. So we mustn't exaggerate. No, but exactly. So we, but what the, the point is, more people seem to be voting yeah. left wing, and yet we have a media that represents the right wing. If you, you think about the, the right wing, the openly right wing papers are the Sun, the Telegraph, the Times, the Daily the, Mail, the Mail, the Express, the News of all, all of Murdoch's ones, of course, the Sport, all um, of Murdoch's ones. Uh, so not the Sport, the Star, because that's no. that's uh, Desmond. Desmond. Um, I don't know where. I don't. I don't think the Sport. is The Evening quite, Standard is still Evening Standard, of course. Metro, yeah. um, and I'm forgetting a major paper. I can't remember. Um, anyway, so you got that, and then the Financial oh, Times. Well, that just supports business interests, so they sure. have supported Labour in the past, but mm-hmm. they were Tory this time. The Economist went to the Tories this time, and if you look on the left wing papers, you've got the Guardian, and then the Independent, and the Mirror, kind of, and the, of course the Mirror. Mm. Um, so you've got the Mirror and the Guardian. So you have this massively right wing leaning bias in the in the newspaper press at the very least, and then television press, ITV, Sky would be predominantly right wing. BBC seems to still be leaning left. Mm. Uh, although they're not allowed to, they still team to. They are, yeah. Um, 
And so you have the majority of the, the media is right wing, yet the majority of the people are left, which is a really interesting um, inaccuracy in our media. Yes, but also I think there's a there's a difference between saying that everybody is is soft left and thinking that mm. they have a coherent policy. I imagine a lot of soft left people also hate foreigners, for example. Right. Whilst they love love the NHS, hate foreigners. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing. So I think people are confused. Stu had me watch a bit of the um, Scottish leaders' debate, which are very, very different to the uh, to the UK ones. They had um, the four, obviously, obviously the four leaders, mm-hmm. and uh, each was, um, and the audience were allowed to clap and right. cheer after questions were answered. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, the audience were even invited to join in. So after the leaders had given their answers, people in the audience put their hand up and gave their answers. And, then, and he had me watch the video. You know what I think about audience participation usually. What do you think about it? Well, it's what ruined the channel for election mm. coverage this time. They had they had plebs from the audience who were supposed to participate in the game show element of the program, yeah, yeah. and it didn't work at all. No, so still... you know, but no, audiences was... are usually wretched. And but you this will was agree this to was that. this is very interesting. Cause... From from whose line is it anyway? Onwards, <laughs> name something interesting. Um, oh, yeah. custard, custard, ah, uh, fish. fish and chips, ah. <laughs> fish and chips. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, the 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 audience. It was interesting. All four leaders gave these pro-immigration answers. Even the Conservatives weren't anti-immigration, and the SNP were fantastically pro-immigration and intelligently and interestingly pro-immigration. As were the Liberal Democrats, Scottish Liberal Democrats. And then they went to the audience for the answers. And I was thinking, here we go. You know, this mm. is the, can you imagine this on, on question time? Mm. And this, these people put their hand up, and one after the other supported this. And they got to this final guy who said. I live on a street where a bunch of Polish people have moved in. I'm like, here we go. Yeah, and they're incredibly hardworking. They're fantastic for the neighbourhood. And like, we should really encourage this and support this. I need to move to Scotland. You won't be welcome because you're not ethnically pure. <laughs> it turns, I like the Polish. It turns out that's not a problem in Scotland. Mm. It, was, it was remarkable. And it was, it was an absolute illustration of the, the real difference between the Scottish and the English people. Mm. Um, and why they are, a, they are a divided a divided nation. Uh, well, we are divided. And in terms of they're just open-minded and supportive of immigration. Yeah, but they're also very petty and hate the English. Well, you know. So do you. <laughs> I don't Because you're Welsh. Uh, yes, I'm Welsh now, am I? Yes. I'm only half Welsh. Half of you hates the other half. Se- but it does. That's my self-loathing, yes. Yes, it does. Not sure what it is. <laughs> That's what it, it all comes down to. It's been so obvious all along. You need to kill either your Welsh side or your English side to become a fully integrated person who doesn't loathe himself. That's right. That's mm. what I should do. That'd yeah. be interesting. It would be. So yeah. So basically, if he does side with the Tories, then well, it's a betray. So okay. So we'll go back. Well, effectively, what, what happens is, as somebody says, the 18th and 19th century Whigs mm-hmm. um, effectively split from the Social Democratic Party because the Liberal Democrats is, is basically a coalition between two things: the free trade liberal with a big L Whigs. Mm-hmm. And the general European fluffy social democratic party, yeah. the Whigs will be the ones who can join with the Tories, and social democrats will feel left out. Uh, but, but the Whigs and the Tories historically hated each other, didn't they? They did, but I th- but I think that they come from a philosophical dialectic that's worked itself out now. Oh, okay. Um, and also, if you remember, effectively the Tories became the Whigs. You know, the sort of Thatcher was more of a Whig than a Tory. Remember, jo- Jonathan the Swift between... defected from. The Tories in fury and joined the Whigs as an mm. act of vengeance, I think. I mean, the, you remember the Tories were basically landed gentry and the Whigs were the, the, the nascent new middle class who right. wanted free trade and thrusting business and so on. <laughs> I mean, that, that parodies it, but that's yeah. the difference. Which is why the modern-day Tory party is effectively descendant of the Whigs. The right. Liberal Democrats in their, um, in their free trade pro-business side are Whiggish and right. that side will do the, the 
the deal with the Tories and the Social mm-hmm. Democrats will then won't know what to do. Yeah, that's right. It'll be maybe they'll start the SDP again. Maybe. And they'll do as well as they did last <laughs> well, they Well, that's the problem, isn't it? They effectively will consign themselves. Well, exactly. The so they're going to split themselves up. The, the party itself will be destroyed by doing this. The voting, the voters, either the, the stalwart Liberal Democrat voters will feel betrayed that the vote was reversed, scrubbed down, redrawn mm-hmm. as a Tory vote. Mm-hmm. And the brand new voters, of whom they got a great deal, Despite the fact they somehow lost, also lost five seats, they also got a lot more vote than they've ever had before. Um, that and means those, they got them in the wrong place. Exactly, and a lot of those people were um, either first-time voters, because obviously it, it, Clegg did very well in the debates and finally made people realise that they're a party that can represent young people. And, um, the, uh, and then there's all the people who defected, and defected out of disillusionment with Tories or Labour. Yeah. All those people would think, well, that was a waste of time, wasn't it? I voted Lib Dem and it just turned out it was Tory vote anyway. Next time I may as well just vote for, vote for one of the two parties who yeah. will win. So you've just eliminated your entire voting base at that point. And except you've got a party run. that's divided down the middle. Hmm. Except for yeah, except for people who voted Lib Dem because they wanted the Tories to win. Apart from that huge core of their vote. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's a, if he makes that decision, he will guarantee... Because he won't get electoral reform, therefore there'll be no chance of there having any seats in Parliament. Well, Cameron, has said, Cameron has said he will... He might, I think there was some allusion to giving some sort of free vote to SCV, but what happens in free vote to SCV yes. is that the Tories will vote against it, most of the Labour Party will vote against it because it's not in their interest, which mm-hmm. means effectively promising a free vote is pretty much like promising nothing. It's very yeah. easy to promise. And if and they uh, offer a referendum, they'll just fix the referendum by offering too many No, they'll promise a free vote on whether they should have a referendum, so right. it won't even get to the referendum. Yeah. The point. But he might be Home Secretary or something. And will he be? Will that that uh, that shiny light distract him enough to take it? Do you think he'll be attracted to that know. bauble? He might. He might think personally that's the greatest <laughs> prize he's ever going to get, and he might be right. Well, I don't know. I think electoral reform would be the greatest prize he could ever get, hmm. but it would be a selfless act. So, but what is interesting is the. The narrative of the right-wing media is it's the Tories' chance now. Stop all your nonsense. Yeah, that's right. It's really funny. Doesn't it's matter. Turn. But what's interesting is that actually does it. And also, Brown must go now and let Mr. Cameron move in because mm-hmm. he's a squatter. Well, Did no, you see the Sun front page? That, no, the squatter that, front page. Yeah, but that's but that's ridiculous. but that's very odd because. Tories like to consider themselves constitutional monarchists, mm-hmm. i.e. we do not elect our Prime Minister and the Queen's business will continue yes. while the country's in disarray. And so constitutionally, of course, Brown has to remain where he is. Yeah, of course, of course, settled. otherwise you don't have a Prime Minister. So, so to argue that that is not the case is to argue for a kind of presidential system. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that the Sun have become Republican, <laughs> <with a> small, <laughs> yes. presidential yes. supporters yes. there. But... Uh, ignoring the rhetoric if we look at the and they all, and bizarrely also it seems that even on the radio and so on the pundits saying well the maths doesn't add up well no actually if you look at the liberal democrats and the labor party and the one green party lady and the um the and the scottish nationalists and plaid cymru mm-hmm. um uh, and the sdlp uh you pretty much have what you need so no the maths does add up if the if the Labour Party did that yeah. sort of coalition, now yeah. you, you might say, well, that might not last very long enough. Long, but it'll last it, long enough to get electoral reform. It, it may last long enough to get electoral reform. So, it, the, so the maths adds up very simply and allows him to do that if he wants to do that. If, on the other hand, he doesn't want to do that, then he, then he can take his other option. But let's mm-hmm. not let's not be scared into thinking that. There's some magic maths going on here. No, yeah. if you add it all up, it works. Yeah, yeah. That's absolutely. It. absolutely. Um, uh, okay, it, it takes longer because there are more parties involved, but that's the only issue. Now, of course, people say, no, we can't take longer because the markets are getting scared. 
It was. I think it was the most. Did you? I think it was the most entertaining election I've watched. Yes. On TV, I watched it till six thirty in the morning. I, I didn't watch it for, that late. I slept till th- for three All hours and then carried yeah. on again. I was, yeah. I, you know, the fact that Jonathan Dimbleby was able to go sixteen hours at seventy-two, yes. and I had to give up at six thirty, made me feel a bit weak. Yes. That's extraordinary. Seventy-two years old. I mean, he's talking absolute gibberish from yes. about six hours in, but yes, <laughs> it was great. But aren't you worried that the markets will be upset? Yes, I'm very Your worried. Your lord, the lord, lord market will not put up with it. <laughs> the holy market. The holy market will strike its wrath upon you. We must make a sacrifice before the market, and it must be Gordon Brown. We must <laughs> sacrifice him from the. But that's the narrative altar. that's going yeah, on. Absolutely. It's like, oh, we don't want to upset the market. <laughs> For his vengeance is mighty. <laughs> You know, market. Well, market you know, it's going to be like we're going to be setting fire to right police within minutes. Yes. So you know, you know, it's, it's all to. imaginary money anyway. Who cares? It's all nonsense. Oh, we promised eight billion trillion zillion to Greece, <laughs> did we? Oh, really? That's fine. <laughs> so it's all all right then. Now is it? Yeah. We just made up some more money. I love the way people say, "Oh, the government's just printing more money." So, well, what do you think they've done? <laughs> right. We left the gold standard quite a long time in the ago. Seventies, wasn't it? The gold standard. We ended. left the gold standard in the thirties. Th- I thought it was the seventies. We ran out of gold compared to the money we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's gold, been a long time. The gold way. standard was where we promised to pay the bearer. Um, well, it still says that, doesn't it? No, doesn't it? I'm going to have a look. No, it doesn't say that. I'm going to have a look. Anyway, sterling. Pound, the pound went onto the silver standard, hence sterling, pound sterling. But no, we, the pound now represents what we wanted to represent, yeah. basically. What we've decided it should be worth and what the market decides it should be worth. So, of course, the government is always printing more money. It's just whether it should be printing so much or not. Oh, it just says the sum of five pounds. But five pounds of what? Of, of nothingness. <laughs> but it's a promise. It's circular. I know it's such a hoary old comment to make, but I do, I'm genuinely now interested to know what would happen if you asked the Mr. and Mrs. Bank of England to live up to their promise. Well, they'll give you five pounds. But of what? They'll give you five coins or something. <laughs> or your note. That's right, they'll give you five pound coins. There is, there, it's of nothing, that's the point. That's how we've allowed, that's the only way you can have growth, is if you make sure your money is based on tricks rather than right. on metal. And then at, the, at a point when you need to, you can just press the reset button and put it back to, like, you know, Zimbabwe and poof, and just start, start well, that's over what, again. Well, yeah, well, that's what we're going to be doing here. I mean, mm-hmm. eventually you just say, well, we decided the debt's too big now, we can't pay it back, so we yeah. decided it's not really... But, it's not really, we, we don't owe anybody anything. And what's, what really is going to happen at that point? Well, we're not going to lend you any more money, says the market. Well, we'll mm-hmm. just print some more then. Yeah. Well, then it'll be like the yeah. Weimar Republic. Well, maybe it will, maybe it won't. It sounds like, effectively, they're sort of saying you have to have massive cuts and slash everything mm-hmm. in order that things won't be cut and slashed. Yes. You know what I mean? It's yes. like, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, so why don't you just have go the, out and a party? What's the, the Jewish annual debt-forgiving... Uh, well, I suppose it would be Yom holiday? Kippur, which right. the the Day of Atonement is where are you know you 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 will forgive. But them. you return your land. Oh no no, there oh. is a yes, there is there is a every I can't remember probably there every, every few years mm-hmm. there is the, the the jubilee effectively. Right, yes, that's right. Uh, and where and uh, where the king forgives his debts nominally and that and also the land is left fallow so that crops can mm-hmm. uh, so that the land can re. Reformulate it. It just seems like it'd be worth doing. I mean, there was the Jubilee 2000 project yeah. that was effective to a degree. That's 2010 now. Yes, indeed. It seems those debts still seem to be. Yeah, but there. think about all the um, Russian and Arab and Chinese, Chinese banksters yeah. who owe us the money. I don't want to upset them. That's true. Because if you don't give them their money back, then then the what? Happens? Well, exactly. Yeah, we're all doomed. 
They won't give us any more money. The money we won't get. Yeah. Money, silly. Nick, I'm going to print you a million pounds. I'm just going to give it to you. Excellent. Good. Yeah. Well, that's what they... Now, what's quite funny is, you know, you talk about the banking crisis and the banks and how important mm-hmm. it is that we prop them up, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But if you actually analyse what the banks do, effectively, the banks will lend you money. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they say that's how the economy works. You then will go and build a factory or do something. So you think the banks are very important. They need to lend us money. But... Where does the bank get the money from that it's lending? Yes. Um, the government prints it for it. So mm-hmm. you think, oh, well, at least the bank has had to have been careful to get enough money through other sources that it can then lend out. So there's been some sort of value. But no, actually, if you look, if you actually look at what happens, when the bank writes out, you owe me a million pounds, mm-hmm. it's not that the bank has a million pounds. The bank effectively is getting the government to print a million pounds for it, which it then passes on to you. Mm-hmm. So effectively, I'm not quite sure why we need banks. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they're, they're just, they're, they are just middlemen who weren't really taking any risk, as has been proved now, yes, yes. Who, didn't, who didn't have to have assets on their books for the loans they were giving. They just asked the government to print them some more money for the loans they were giving. So what exactly is the value that they bring to this proposition? Mm. And it's difficult to tell at the moment. The value they bring to the proposition is to be very fragile and constantly need bolstering, it seems. Oh, but I got a nice pencil case from Griffin, pen- my Griffin Savers account. Your Griffin Savers, yeah, that, that, yeah, the old Midland Bank. It's, yeah. it's a Hong Kong-Shanghai banking corporation now, so you won't uh, be getting any pencil cases I was, from them. I was a little bit jealous because I got a nice pencil case and all that, but my friends who with, uh, is it Nat West, got all the pigs, the porcelain pigs. Yeah. And I thought that was a better prize to get. Right, because you got a bigger pig each time you had more money in your account. Did they try teaching and... children the wonderful ways of of capitalism? When you opened up your student bank account, did they bribe you with something amazing like a five pound note, <laughs> a shiny new five pound yeah. coin? Um, no, what they, there was there were two banks at my Freshers Fair. Um, one was offering fifty pounds if you just sign up, which had a line out the door. Ooh, yes, um, and uh, the HSBC with whom I did sign up were offering a, f- a three year student rail card. Oh, yeah, which was which is brilliant because it was worth it was more than worth, fifty pounds. Worth a heck of a lot more than fifty pounds over three but the years. The stupid students, yes, went exactly. All their I was like, well, like, yes, I got so much money off train journeys from that for free. Mm. It was awesome. Well, it wasn't really awesome. It was just it was, nice. Okay, no, it was the greatest thing that's ever happened in all of humanity. Well, fair enough. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was filled with awe. You were filled. And some awe, which is awesome. You had some awe. Yeah. Um, while this has all been happening, what have you been doing? Just writing more articles? Well, you know, I think this has been very serious, so I'd like to tell you about a telephone conversation I had with my three-year-old nephew. Three and a half. Okay. Now, um, we were talking about um, the colour of things in, in, in his house. Okay. What colour various things Did were. you start the conversation, or did he want to tell you about these colours? Oh, we were t- oh, he was asking me if I had a train. Because um, normally I come do, to visit do, him do, on the train. Do you have a train? I didn't have a train, because at the moment I borrowed someone's car. Right. So I said, have a car. And we had to, he loves cars and he knows all different cars. Right. And so we had to guess what colour. he didn't love your car. He had to guess what colour the car was and he guessed it in two guesses. Okay. Can you, I bet you can't. I think it's turquoise. Wrong. I think it's aquamarine. Ah, you see. You were dancing around the right answer. Yeah. It's green. Oh. It's green, Nick. Oh. You were so close. Mm. Anyway, so Will got that. And then, um, and then we were talking about French because he lives in France. And so my sister was trying to get him to say Uncle John in French. She, he said, she said, say Uncle John in French. And he went, how do you say Uncle John in French? And I thought, I don't know, you're the French one. And he said, 
Uncle John. John. <laughs> Uncle John. Which is good. Just didn't even just try the accent. And then he and I exchanged a few more words in French. Um, just nonsense. Said bonjour. And then he, he said, no, was, Je m'appelle Uncle John. <laughs> so, je cancel. Because the last time I updated my age in French, I was 15. All right. So yeah. I'm stuck in French yeah. at 15. Je cancel. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah and then eventually he said le poo to me at which point the two of us fell about laughing and I realised I have the same sense of humour as a three and a half year old boy poo-poo he said poo and it was the funniest thing I'd heard all day yes I bent over double laughing I think he did too my sister didn't know what we were laughing about cause no she, and she would have disapproved she would not certainly would not have disapproved mm. at least it, it was, was French it was hilarious yes it was le poo is poo male? <laughs> absolutely I should have confirmed if it wasn't la poo probably is <laughs> I'm not sure poo-poo is French either. I'm sure it is. Merde, merde. Merde, merde. That's shit-shit, isn't it? That's not quite yeah. the same. Yeah. Pity um. merde, pity merde. It's <laughs> like a baby poo. A baby poo. Ah. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yes. Anyway, so so you were discussing the colour of your car. Yeah, that's right. And then we were discussing poo. <laughs> so that was a nice chat we had. Do you want to talk about poo? I love talking about poo. Well, it's... Yeah. People argue about why you should breastfeed, mm-hmm. uh, other than because you'd be stupid not to. The good argument is yeah. the poos don't smell of anything but mild buttermilk. That's so acceptable. So, you know, if you want your house to smell like a very bad litter tray, mm-hmm. formula feed, if you want your first six months of your baby's life not to pollute your nose, then breastfeed, because the poos are just this kind of bright yellow colour, and they just smell of buttermilk. It's true, I, was on, I had the great pleasure of being in the room when, when Judy had a nappy change just now, and there was no smell. Exactly, just and indeed the nappy was very close to you There the was time. a grotesque colour and mess and awfulness yes. I had to avert my eyes from, Yes, but there was no smell. Are you a super smeller? <laughs> super smeller, no I'm not. No. <laughs> oh my goodness, so do you think... Victoria you... claims she's a super smeller, she can't yeah. sit in pubs near the... The bathrooms and things, as, as an American would call them, and things like that. But then she used to complain she couldn't go into pubs because of the smell of the cigarette smoke. I think she just doesn't like pubs. Yeah. No, I think she does. She likes her beers. Does she? She's a bit of a poofer. Yeah, a bit of a poofer. Guinness makes the milk come in, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> does Victoria listen to this? Uh, yeah, she does. Oh, so, so does Judith. Does she? Yes. Has she had any thoughts on it? Um, she thinks that it's I think she'll immature. Put, I was going to say she'll enjoy when I make the poo jokes. She will. She'll Mostly. be laughing. I get upset that people aren't willing to talk about poos. Yeah. We all do a poo. Most of us do one a day. It's one doesn't. of those common things. Of course she doesn't. Uh, and do you really think that David Cameron makes poos? Yes. Think of him now. <laughs> I'm going to imagine him. In, the, his, in his plush toilet in central office. His shiny face all screwed up in red. <laughs> oh, I should have had so much rubber chicken <laughs> fundraising too. Carruthers, <laughs> you need to deal with the bottom. <laughs> or more likely, Clegg, come here please. <laughs> yes, Mr. Cameron, Mr. Cameron. <laughs> yes. See, come to some constitutional arrangement with my bottom, please. <laughs> Clean up politics begins there. <laughs> so yes, you see, talking about poo always takes you to a good place. I think if you've had a really good poo, you should celebrate it publicly with your friends. Because you don't get a good uh, how's there one a song? Every day. How's there a celebratory? You just go. Oh, I had a really. If you said oh, I had a really good night's sleep, people go. Oh, that's really good. I'm really. You must feel really relieved. Good. Yes. Exactly. We go, had a really good poo. Didn't feel like there was anything left over. All came out nice yeah. and quickly, but not too quickly. Yeah. 
you know, and when I turned around to flush the toilet, I could see what I'd done. I hadn't all sunk to the bottom and gone invisible. That's the worst thing that ever happens to anyone. It means you don't eat enough fruit. And you do a good poo and you can't get to see what you I did. sometimes have a lot of grapes and blueberries and oranges and things. Yeah? Mm. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, then there's no sinking. I, I knew someone who said... That, that means that you eat too much um, nonsense if it sinks. Is it too much mm. nonsense? Mm. I knew someone who decided he wanted to find out what would happen if he only ate sweet corn. Because because you know goes all the way through undigested, and he said it was like it was like a machine gun. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> See, poo, poo's good. Poo, poo is good. I can talk about wee as well. Well, go on then. Um, oh, asparagus wee. We talked about asparagus wee. Perhaps, but everybody knows about asparagus wee. They all... don't, don't they? This Surely is what's so do. exciting about asparagus wee. People who don't have Surely asparagus they know about wee, sugar honey puffs wee, or whatever it's called. That's, I've forgotten about. Sugar I, I forgot about sugar puffs wee. Yeah. Uh, no, asparagus wee is only known to the four fifths of people who have asparagus wee. Not because everybody one, has asparagus wee. One twenty percent of people do not react to asparagus, really? and they don't believe you when you tell them about the asparagus wee. They're like, "Don't be ridiculous. That's not true." And then they will certainly don't believe you how potent it is. That you can go ten minutes. It smells far stronger than the original asparagus taste. Absolutely, you have a, a few bits of asparagus chopped up in, in, a, in a sauce. Yeah. Ten minutes later, you go for a wee, and you're like, "Whoa!" Yes, I think it's fantastic. I love it. But people who don't have asparagus wee don't believe you. Why what don't can they? you do? Are what they can made you do? Of the invite devil? them to smell your wee. They should that be just killed. Sounds weird. They should be killed. They sound satanic. That, that is. That What's does... happening to that asparagus? What's the asparagus doing to their soul that it doesn't come out the way it should? We are talking about my girlfriend here, so what she this she does sound true. You've smelled her wee, and it doesn't. I've not... never smelled my girlfriend's wee. Oh, I, I know that sounds unusual, but we've only been going out about four months, right? So, you know, but asparagus. She doesn't make asparagus. She doesn't wee. make asparagus wee. Maybe she does, and she can't smell it. You'll need to test that. <laughs> I don't want to smell my girlfriend's wee. Weirdo. <laughs> What what what, what 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 sort of cat are you? I love that she listens to this. What sort of cat right are now, you? Right now, her head is in her hand. Can you can you can you imagine a tom cat saying, "I don't want to smell my girlfriend's wee"? It's all they do these cats. <laughs> the biggest insult in the world. I'm just thinking. Like, you're a tom cat. I just weed all over the place. Would you like to wee as well? Well, actually, no. So, what sort of perverted feline are you? You ghastly individual. I, 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 I think that... No, uh, just for the cause of science, and she is a scientist... I think... No, you I, should say... True. You should give her yes. a large amount of asparagus, a g- and then say, next time. time you urinate, before you flush the loo, mm-hmm. I'll come into the room. Yeah. You don't need to exactly, oh, no, no, exactly put your nose directly do, in the toilet. I'll do a chemist's waft. I'll wave my well, hand. Exactly. It's not like you have to stick your nose right in the bowl exactly. or anything the offensive. Room, the whole room exactly. smells of it. You'll yeah. know immediately whether yeah. she's lying or not. Exactly. Yeah, no, I think you should. That's good. Because then, as a biochemist or whatever she is, she should then find out what the exact biochemical as pathways biochemist are. Or whatever she is. She's one of those she's things. A na- she's Isn't a- she Jesus' biochemist or something? She's a nanobiologist. Same thing. Little, uh, <laughs> uh, petty biochemist. That's right, I, petty. <laughs> um, she's, but previously, she worked on researching the um, placental barrier. Yes, and she found that it was overly porous. Well, she didn't. She found that the, she, there's, the, she the results are interesting. And inconclusive, um, being scientific. <laughs> inconclusive, of course. It's inconclusive. No, but there's, what's very interesting is that the cells above and the cells below the placental barrier would affect each other without anything passing through. Mm. So there's something else going on Ooh, that she understands because she has an education. Uh, maybe it's quantum tunnelling. It could be. Ask her whether it's quantum tunneling. I shall ask if it's quantum tunneling. It's not. It's a, I know it's, that, a, it's a reagent reaction with the stuff I know that between. quantum tunneling has been posited to happen with regard to our sense of taste or smell. No, well, sense I, of smell, I believe quantum tunneling happens. But, although positive that happens, but maybe it happens there as well. But also, no, what you can do is 
to deal with her non asparagus urine producing <laughs> oh, disability. Laura, I'm really maybe, sorry. Maybe, about this. <laughs> maybe she could engineer a nanobot to carry to carry yes. the to carry the molecules through the urine so, so that they can be taken to where so, they need to be. Rather sadly, than, she's she's into bio, biological nanoness rather than the uh, technical the technological side of it. So the tiny little robots aren't her department. Well, you could be interested in the tiny little robots. Okay. Make little nano cyborgs. It's a good idea. Yeah, with little little jet jetpacks taking. Taking the um, appropriate asparagus molecules <laughs> before they combine with whatever it is they're combining in the, her the, body. The, the demons the, in before, her soul. Before they combine with the demons, <laughs> the thetans in her soul. Thetan, it's her thetan. It's her thetan. They quickly yeah. grab them away yeah, from the right. thetan clusters. Yes. And transport them with their little jetpacks down her mm-hmm. urethra. Do ladies have urethras? <laughs> I don't believe they do. <laughs> what, what, what are the, what's the lady, the lady tube called? I don't know. Oh, gosh, I used to know this yes. from my level. Maybe it is a U3. No, it's not a U3, is it? But they've else. got one. But you know what I mean? I mean, it does the same thing. It's a tube that, that yeah. the Wii goes through. But it doesn't seem right that in the lady we call a urethra. It doesn't, does it? Maybe a urethret. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yes. So it goes through the urethret the and urethret. is ejected. Yes, that's right. There you go. Uh, although it would be quite expensive, you would have to somehow recycle the nanobots. <laughs> have to wee into a special pot. A special pot. <laughs> they yeah. can filter them out. And then they can fly back into your mouth. <laughs> I knew talking about poo and wee would be the best thing we'd ever done. Yes. <laughs> Laura's gonna. Have, I've been dumped. I feel like I've been dumped. Oh, dumped! <laughs> I feel like that's happened in the right, time. I hope she. Uh, no, that that's going too far. You, well, yeah. you can smell the wee. You don't want any body to be dumped. That's true. <laughs> surprising. It took you that long. <laughs> so we started talking I was about busy. Nick Clegg and Porter representation, yes. and end up talking about coprophilia. It's an interesting. <laughs> it's the way it always goes. Yeah. I mean, has there been any debate on the radio or TV that hasn't ended that way? Well, no. Um, I believe that at, <laughs> at the end of question time. Mr. Clegg, can you tell us about your poo-poo or your wee-wee? <laughs> my, that would be amazing. I can't tell you about my poo-poo, but I can tell you that my wee-wee is always bright yellow. That's bad. You don't want bright that's yellow wee-wee. Yeah. Unless you do, if you're, yellow you do if you're a lib dem. Of course. <laughs> he keeps himself in a constant state of dehydration. <laughs> in order that He's he can, a very loyal man. Uh, uh, frankly, what Gordon Brown has to do to get his <laughs> wee into a primary oh, oh, so Always have kidney failure. <laughs> And and uh, and actually, it's actually uh, and, 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 and yeah, it does work fine for um, Mr. Cameron because apparently people who have aristocratic background and are inbred um, can we blue as that was oh, the yes, you know, King George the Third's what was that called his pyrogy or whatever that was called the disease that King George the Third had the inherited um, disease oh, yes. uh, caused by royal inbreeding. Uh, part one of the symptoms is you I think you start urinating blue wee. Oh, there you go. So they all. So no, so, so they can. They, I'm sure he already. No does. wonder Gordon Brown looks so tired all the time <laughs> and angry. And right. I love Charlie Brooker's description of him as looking like a haunted grandfather clock. That's just absolutely perfect. <laughs> That's, that is very good. I mean, if you saw the the footage of him visiting a um, a Tesco. <laughs> yes, I have seen uh, that footage. That poor man having to. <laughs> you know, he had Hello, his, yes, lovely. Nice like football do. Favorite football Well done. That's a good age. Shop. Hello, it's what a, big, a lovely shop. This is a big store. It's very big. It's very big. It's a very big store. It's a very very big. Big show. Hello, how old are you? Amazing, but they've, they've got it. Hold your football team. It's very good sport. Well done. <laughs> Lots of produce in this store. It's like <laughs> it's like a, it's, a, it's like a very bad infocom. You know when you used to be able to type things in text adventures, which weren't apposite to the game, but the text adventure wanted to give some notion of having some variability in its response. So 
it would have these. Yes. It would have three or four sort of semi canned responses. <laughs> That's right, it's yeah. like he's a very bad info compars. I'm sorry, I don't know how to do that. Yes. <laughs> you, 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 I, what, what, that word is not in my vocabulary. <laughs> yes. What do you mean? Shove it up your ass. <laughs> So yeah, it, it, I'm sure it's on the YouTube's, but uh, people yes. should go and look. If you look up Tesco uh, and um, Gordon Brown and election, you probably find it there. But he just mm. there's this footage of as he's visiting, and he just has to say the same thing over and over and over again as yes, the cameras so. are passing him by. And he's just visit, I mean, the poor man. He is just visiting a very dull Tesco. <laughs> what is, I was, this, is this the biggest Tesco's in the universe? And, and, of, like, course, and of course, no. the literal, the literal. Oh, this must be the biggest. And the literal minded shopman said, "Oh no, actually, we're probably about the fourth or fifth largest." just in the region it was just so like brilliantly deflating he was so excited by yeah. thinking this is the biggest desk. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely enormous I've never been in a supermarket before is this where the little people shop <laughs> and, and of course um and of course the shopmaster well I've heard a fourth largest in the region there are larger oh, so you're making me visit a not particularly interesting Tesco <laughs> he's not nearly that Scottish he is what he's he not. He's, he should. He should be. That's true. He should be. He should be. No, but uh, that, that's good footage. And uh, other good footage. Um, mm. So uh, apparently, there's somebody tried to beat up John Prescott or something. <laughs> I heard about this. I don't know who it was. I think it was John Prescott. Yes. I saw a photograph. I looked. I only glanced at it. It looked like John Prescott was attacking John Prescott. <laughs> right. Yeah. We exciting. should have whoever that was on the podcast at some no, stage. We don't really get to that. That would be inappropriate. Like that. It would be. We want to take a stance against violence. That's right. Against. Uh, Against uh, plaque-board violence. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. Our time our time nick is up. Our time nick is up? Yes. Okay, I need to go make a poo-poo-wee-wee anyway. <laughs> Excellent. That's beautiful. <laughs> and I need to go and apologise to my girlfriend in advance and maybe ask her to skip episode 26. Get ready for the nanobots. Bye-bye. Botty-bots. <laughs>